It is such a joy and such an honor to be here to talk to my young people. Amen. You know, because you guys, you guys are our future generation. You guys are the one who's going to carry the torch, right? Amen. Amen? So, so you might be young, but you're mighty. Amen. <laughs> this evening, I just want to talk to you heart to heart. I'm not here to preach a sermon because we're here every Friday and Sunday and Wednesday. So I'm just going to talk to you just from my heart to your heart. Amen? In fact, if I was a teenager, what would I tell myself? That's what I'm going to tell you guys. What would you tell your younger self? I wish, I wish I had someone to talk to me, to mentor me, to tell me, like, what are you doing? Like, have a life, you know? But yet, I pursued after things that were so worthless and so meaningless, and that made me more and more empty. As a teenager, as a young girl, I always, always felt this emptiness on the inside of me. I always felt void. I always felt lost. And I found my solace in friends, in friendship, because um, I felt accepted by them. I was not really truly being myself. I was just pleasing them, and so I felt accepted by them. It filled a part of my vacuum that was in my heart, because we all have vacuums in our hearts, right? Different kinds of vacuums that can be filled through different things, you know? But I filled it up with friends. And so I wouldn't say I had a terrible childhood. I had a good childhood because I found joy, temporary joy in those things, you know. But growing up, I still was very unhappy. I was so lost. I just didn't know who I was. I, I had no purpose. I would write these books like a journal. Um, and I would write Dear Diary. <laughs> that, that's what I used to do, Dear Diary. And I would like literally write my sad stories of how, how I felt because I had nobody to talk to. Because nobody knew the, the real vulnerable me. My friends knew the funny, the humorous, you know, the cool girl. But they didn't know the real, real me. The real wounded, lost girl. Nobody knew that except my diary. <laughs> my diary knew everything. And so that was me. I kept uh, running after worthless things. And if I could tell my young self, Tini, there's more to you than, than you can imagine. And that's the same thing I'm going to tell you young people. You might be young, but you're not worthless. There is a purpose each and every one of you here has in this world. You might not feel like it, you might not um, know it, or you might not, you know, you just don't, you, some, there are times when you feel like, what am I in this world for? But remember this, you have a purpose. You have, the Lord has a plan for you, for each and every one of you. I believe that there's nobody sitting here not called for greatness. You are called for greatness. You're, you're called to do mighty exploits for the Lord. You're called to, more than anything, to be lovers of God. 
to carry a revival in our generation, to carry his presence in our generation. I believe that. And the only thing that is required of you, or the only thing, is to just set yourself apart. It's a simple thing. It's a simple truth, but yet it's so powerful. And yet sometimes it's the most hardest thing. Yes, you are living for Jesus. Yes, you call upon the name of Jesus. Yes, you are doing the right things, going to church, sometimes opening the Bible. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Tell me the truth. <laughs> Confession time now. So that still doesn't make you consecrated. That still doesn't make you set apart. There's more to living a consecrated life. There's more to living a life that is set apart. So if there's one thing that I've learned is to not run after people. Because sometimes you try to find identity in your friends, in your relationships. And mind you, these friends don't have the Spirit of God. These friends don't have Jesus. Why should you sit and pursue them all the time just because you can be in the clique? Or just, to, just because you can fit in. For what? Why do you want to fit in? Who cares? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you go home, your friends are not there. It's just you and just you and Jesus. Right? Your friends are not going to be there for you. They're not there when you go to bed. They're not there when you wake up. It's just you and Jesus. Of course, your parents are there. But really, when you go to bed, it's just you. Right? So there's no point running after people and trying to fit in just so that you can be accepted. Your only place to be accepted is in heaven, is by God. That's the only thing we need to strive to be, to be accepted by the Lord, to be popular in heaven, to be popular among the kingdom of God and among the children of God. Not, not among your friends. In fact, you don't, I know sometimes there is this um, pressure on us that we have to dress a certain way, look a certain way, because they, all your friends are dressed up like that, or all your friends talk a certain language. Or, you know what I mean? But you don't have to. You can have your own authentic style. You can have your own cool style. And just be you. But be you in a way where Christ is glorified. When I... I got saved when I was 19, and um, after I got saved, I really, like, I was just by myself, never, never bothered about friends. I did have a lot of friends, but I never cared about, you know, trying to talk to them. I was just focused. I was just this new, this, you know, this person when they're in love, you know how they are, they're always holding hands and always, like, talking and giggling, and that's how I was with Jesus. I was so in love with him. I would just go to the classroom. I would just literally write his name on my book. And I was literally like thinking about him and talking to him. And my friends all thought I was weird. <laughs> and I remember the guy, there was this guy. And he's like, man, you are a Jesus freak. <laughs> I'm like, amen. I like that. <laughs> and you know, the first thing, first thing this person, I found out through another person. The first thing they testified was, Oh my gosh, her dressing style has changed. She's become like more modest and more, but you know, I was still, I was still carrying myself well, but yet that is their testimony that I became modest. 
And I never even knew that I was not modest, first of all. Uh, it was the Spirit of God because as you walk with God, He starts transforming you, right? He starts changing you. So it was slowly but surely, but the Lord started, started taking the world out of me because I didn't know. But I, all I did was I allowed the Holy Spirit to come, to come, to come and just take over me, like remove the parts that need to be removed. Sometimes we make it, oh, you need to be set free, you need to be delivered from like cigarettes. And no, you just make a decision and just say, God, I'm done with this. <laughs> so as I was talking about friendship, I had a gang. We used to call it, like we had a name. I don't know if you guys do this here, but we had like a name. We were like popular, you know, like this gang. And then I had to slowly cut them off because I realized they were, they were a negative influence in my life. They were still living in sin. They were still smoking and, and into drugs and all that. And I, I didn't want anything to do with that. And I knew I was not strong enough. And so the first thing I had to do was cut them off. And so I had to slowly set myself apart set myself apart by cutting my friends off. And I think that was like the best decision that I made because that's when I was able to pursue a relationship, a friendship with the Lord. And so it is important who you hang out with. It is important who your friends are. Imagine having a friend and you're speaking in tongues and your friends are like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you need a friend that you can speak in tongues together and they will not make fun of you. And so I'm not, I'm not saying we should, we should have godly friends. In fact, God called Abraham his friend, right? And in order for God to call Abraham his friend is because Abraham came to that place. He grew to that place where we had so much faith, where he did so much like, like God did. He, he too sacrificed his son like God did. God gave himself his only begotten son and, and Abraham gave his son to sacrifice for God. So there was a lot of similarities. They would, there was a lot of like-mindedness. They were so one in their thinking. And that's the kind of friends that we need to have. That we need to have, we can talk about spirituality. We can talk about the word of God. We can talk about fleeing from sin. That when you tell your friend, hey, listen, you need to stay away from that guy. And your friend doesn't get offended or doesn't think you're crazy. You have to thank your friend and say, thank you, my dear. I needed that. You know what I mean? That's the kind of friends we need. Not your secular friends who's going to talk to you about who's, who's popular, who's trending now. Who cares who's trending? <laughs> Amen.